What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PlayStation Video Games Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast featuring two old, tired, cranky, curmudgeon-like men on the entire internet, I think. Wow. It's true. It's not your host, Kevin, and with me, back from the dead, Mr. Lucas Rose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a zombie now. Zombie. Zombie. Oh yes, getting it started early. That Love wasn't it. even that wasn't even planned either, folks. That just happened. Uh, I prefer that we're two rude dudes. Two bad dudes. Two bad dudes. Two wild yeah. and crazy guys. <laughs> Cousin. Cousin, you want to go bowling? I wish uh, I was Eastern European. Better than Western European, right? All day, every day. <laughs> What does that even mean? Imaginary beefs, <laughs> starting them. I love it. We're getting we're getting this started on the right foot. We're starting we're starting things off saucy here, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, before we dive into the show proper, we do have to take a quick second to thank those amazing folks over at Patreon.com/psvg. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days ninety three, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fahaber. Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris M, Devin Tyus, and Josh, the Potion Explosion Borboni. Oh, that's and if you don't know what that means, schmante. you're not in our Discord, which you should be. PSVG.blog. Get to the link. But anyway, Lucas, we're here. We're back. Both of us. Together when we, again. When we're here, we're family. <laughs> this is the Fast and Furious podcast again. <laughs> Family is the most important thing. That's true. It's is all it? it's all coming together. Is it? No, 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 no. I thought it was all about the Benjamins. Yeah, I think you might be right. It's true. It's true. I don't know, but we are reunited, and it does feel so good, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to talk about video games because that's what we do. A little bit, let's be honest. We talk about random obscure stories nobody else in the network is going to cover. Like, yeah. we're not going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. We're not talking about BlizzCon, I don't think. Um, you know, we talk about random stuff and the ridiculous questions you guys send us. But so, we'll, we'll, we'll get the gaming stuff out of the way early. So let's talk a little bit about what we have been playing when we actually have time to play stuff. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I should go first or you. You know what? I'll go first because I don't have much really to talk about. Good, because I want to know what this thing is that you have written down. <laughs> so as previewed last week when I was talking with Dev, uh, one of the review games I had coming up was My Universe, colon, not my colon is in my universe, but <laughs> I was wondering. Pet, pet Clinic, Cats and Dogs. So the My Universe, if you might recall, Lucas, was the series uh, I reviewed for Games Reviews back in the day where I had the teacher game. And then there was uh, the yes. chef game. Well, now yeah. it's a vet game. So the, wow. the vet game came wow. out and I was like, you know, 
I, I do enjoy playing these games with my, my with my youngest. She likes to kind of see them and experience them. So the the vet one came out, and they curiously didn't send us code for it. So I asked. I said, "Hey, can we get a code for this?" And like, absolutely. Bam, had a code within five minutes of asking. So I'm like, "All right, let's go." Um, nice. And yeah, it's it's a uh, you know it's it's aimed at younger kids, of course, uh, but it's much like the teacher and cooking game where you have your vet clinic, you create your vet, um, and then you basically play the game by uh, playing these mini games. And as you experience and level up, you unlock further portions of your clinic, which allow you to do different things. So you start off with just like a, an exam room. You could do basic exams on a pet, check their heart rate, um, which is done like a mini game. Like you'll, you'll put the stethoscope over certain parts of the animal's chest, like different sides and lungs. Um, and you kind of look and you see the, the little graph that you get in like the doctor's office when they check your pulse, you have that beep. Beep, mm-hmm. like that shows up and then what it should look like and you just simply say does it match or does it not match um you remove ticks in that room you clean it, like little wounds and bandage them up stuff like that but then as you get further on in the game and you'll level up and experience you start doing things like x-rays and there's a, a, a pet wash station and there's surgery even that you do and stuff like that so wow. it's a it's a neat little game but it works just like the other ones where it's simply people come into your establishment you meet them you play mini games to cure their pet um in this case uh and then they leave and they pay you and you just kind of rinse wash repeat and continue to upgrade and do that but uh the thing i'll say about these games like sure they're not really designed for like you or i but they're just basically a collection of mini games wrapped around some light customization options and they're always a cool theme that i think kids like you know like oh i want to be a teacher i want to be a chef i want to be a vet like those are common things uh that like all kids say like other than like firefighter or police officer like you throw those in you got them all covered yeah. Um, but the thing about these games, though, they are really well made. And I will say that, like, you look at the graphic for them, or you look at, like, the cover art for these games, and they do look like a lot of that shovelware you might see back from, like, the Wii days, where kind of like, oh, this was in the 1999 value bin. It does mm-hmm. look like those kind of things at the surface. But the graphics are good. Um, the colors are vibrant bright and vibrant the music is calming and and it is repetitive but it doesn't really sink in because you're more focused on the game but they run really really well there's no long load times there's no glitching there's no uh you know uh, game breaking bugs it's not like that like they're designed really well so they're not like shovelware at all even though they may look like it at the service um it's a really really solid series that i think if you have kids that are interested in these types of things it's a great investment it's a lot of fun when, when i play these games i often think of like seth who talks about playing games with his youngest kids and i think like this yeah. would be a game that they would like um it is a lot of fun and and ironically enough is as i was reviewing it i was noticing even like kotaku and a couple of the sites also reviewed it and they said for some reason i'm really enjoying this game like they all acknowledge like they shouldn't have fun with it but for some reason <laughs> these little stupid mini games are just relaxing it's a great palate cleansing game like i'm not gonna play you know valhalla for for six hours and then say man i really could have gone for some my universe pets clinic instead (laughs) but when you play it it's like it's fun and it's easy and it's just like you can pop in play a day or two in the life of this game you know push the narrative and locking a little bit further and then you know call it a day it's very much like an animal crossing thing you just kind of jump in play for a little bit you jump out it's good so but you're a certified veterinarian now right now i am yes yeah okay definitely 100%. 100%. I know how to do all that stuff. Just with okay. cats or dogs, though. You get any sort of animal, I, I don't know what to do. Just <laughs> cats and dogs. So I can't bring in my horse, is what you're saying. You can. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, a horse is really just a big dog that you can ride, right? I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't take it to my clinic. I would take it down the old town road. Oh. And just ride. 
And so you can't no more. <sighs> Boy, you had to do that, didn't you? You opened the door, man. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, everything is fun and games until somebody says, can you, you know, uh, cut open this frog, right? That's what you're doing. I dude, I won't cut up on a frog. I'll tell you that that came up in like biology class in high school. Biology, yeah. I didn't do it at all. I got me a partner that would do all the dissection, <laughs> and I would write the paperwork. Like I just did the report. Nope. Were you Zero emotionally? Desire. Were you emotional about it? This frog had a family. No, I was just, and it wasn't like a. It wasn't an animal rights kind of thing where I'm like, this is inhumane. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. This is gross. Like, that's really what it was for me. It's like, I don't want to carve into this living, well, formerly living thing. Like, I'm good. I don't know how they how they got this frog, where it came from. They could have captured it and yeah. brought it in here just for this purpose. Yeah. We did. We did worms, um, frogs, and I think a pig fetus, if I recall. I think Getting all the hits. Yeah, I drew I drew the line where it was rumored we were going to have to do it. And I, this would have been a state where I would have been like, I would have pitched a fit, if you will. Yeah. Uh, was There was rumored that in high school we were going to do a cat. And I was like, nope. I, I emotionally probably could not do that because I'm a cat person. I've always had cats. I'm like, no, that, that would have been like, no, give me the F. I don't care. You know like, what? You know what? They should use that as an excuse to weed out the serial killers. Because if somebody's enjoying it way too much. If someone's like... Let's go. Yes, get the cats in here. Come on. Bigger animals. And then we'll move on to humans. What? Nothing. Uh, nothing. Cats and dogs. <clears throat> it all started with my universe pet clinic, cats and dogs. <laughs> my universe serial my killer. Universe. <laughs> my universe. The, the fun thing is, though, uh, one of the little fun side things with the, the pet clinic is that much like um in the world of like reality i mean you have a dog so you know it is like you try and get these animals to go to the vet they're like nervous anxious like they don't want to go yeah that is also a factor in this game which is funny so it's not like the animal won't come into the clinic like they walk into the clinic fine but their meter which is their health meter which in reality is really like how long you have to perform whatever task you're doing um before they get angry and you lose points you can actually increase that if before you begin the treatment, you calm the pet down by petting it. So, like, you can have your vet go up to the dog and pet the dog, and the dog, it'll show a close up of the dog. Uh, you'll pet him, like, just using the Joy Con, just remove it, and like, you'll pet wherever you want. And eventually, like, if the dog gets comfortable, actually, like, roll around on its back and, like, show you its belly and everything. So, it's, it's kind of funny and cute in those little things. Cats kind of do a similar thing, like, they'll turn around, let you pet them um, to calm them, which extends their health meter before you begin the treatment to give you more time to complete I thought- the task. I thought to calm a cat, you just ignored it. You just throw it in water. <laughs> yeah, that's they, very calming. They love they love that. Which, ironically, in this game, when you do the pet bath station, the cats don't seem to mind, which I find to be highly inaccurate. So Yeah, that's true. It's against their nature. Most cats, yeah. I mean, there's some weird ones that like water, but for the most part, no. Well, there's some weird cats you can walk on a leash, too. But That's true. I tried that once. It didn't work. You take those ones back. The cat just like flopped over. It was like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <one." laughs> 
<laughs> no. But if you are interested, you can read my, my full reviews on gamesreviews.com if you're interested. But I do recommend if you have little kids, um, it's a great game. It, it's a it's a good value game. Um, like I said, it's it's surprisingly well crafted. All of the ones in the My Universe Clinic that I've played, uh, the teacher, the the chef, and this one have been really good. So I, I have no problem recommending them to parents uh, if anybody wants to have a good uh, family game for, to play with their kids. It's available on Switch, uh, PC, and PS4, not on Xbox. I don't know why, but it's on everywhere else. Um, and if they did, they'd probably be on Game Pass, let's be honest. Um, the only other game I played, I'm going to let you talk about more, because I don't have a whole lot to say, because I only played a couple levels of it, is oh, I did... Oh, do I. <laughs> oh, okay. I did end up picking up Super Mario 3D World, uh, and it's kind of because of uh, a couple reasons. Number one, I had some credit left over, because I'll be honest, uh, I was not a fan of this game in the Wii U days. I did not like okay. this game. Um, okay. But I figured I'd give it another shot. The Bowser's Fury stuff looked really cool, so I was like, well, this might be worth it. Um, I had some credit in my account already. I often forget that for some reason, I don't know why Nintendo hasn't shut this off, when I get review copies of games, you know, they're always digital. You get the code. Mm -hmm. I still get gold points off of those as if I paid for the game. Oh. So I had a little bit of extra gold coins that substantially contribute to it. So I think I was all in for about $14 uh, to pick this up. So I was like, you know what? Then I'll I'll do this because I know at least my kids would probably play. My wife said she played this one with me. So I was like, all right, well, we'll at least have fun doing that. Um, Played like three or four levels of it. I I like it. They sped it up, which is a big thing, which you didn't play in the Wii U days, right? Because you wouldn't have access to it. Exactly. It felt a lot slower. Like the movement was slow. And this seems to be a good pacing. So this might actually help me enjoy this game more um, than I did the first time. But it's, it's way too early to tell. But visually looks good, runs good. Um, the speed, like I said, is fixed there. So I have no complaints yet, uh, but I barely played it. The only reason I added it is because I actually forgot I played it until I saw it on your list. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I did play that too. Because other than that, it's been a really slow gaming week for me. Did you play any of the Bowser's Fury? No, I figured I'd get through Super Mario World first. I don't know or think it necessarily has anything to do with the story it but i figured okay that i can tell okay i was about to say i figured just in case i was going <laughs> to wait till after but no i didn't start bars of sphere yet okay uh well i picked it up just because i knew that my son loves mario and this was like the next mario game that he could play and uh it was exciting because we could play it together the only other one that we could play together that was more traditional was uh other than uh, Super Mario Odyssey and me being Cappy, which is so much fun, let me tell you. Um. <laughs> uh, was the what was the other one, the 2D one that they had for Switch? New Super Mario Brothers U. Yeah, yes, of course it used or to be Mario Maker. Game. Either one, I think they're both. No, it, it no, you're you were right the first okay. time. We played Mario Maker too, but it uh, that one isn't really up Sucks. our alley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's good for people who like it, but if you just want to play a Mario game. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't there for it. Uh <laughs> but this game, yeah. Uh my son and I we played it together. Eventually we'll we'll pull my rope my wife into playing it as well. Um and like I said, I have I've never played it before. I just we had seen it played in a YouTube video, and I'm pretty sure we watched the entire game played, but I don't remember most <laughs> of it. Uh it was just like on in the background because that was back when my son was all in on Mario and was like, yeah. just if he wasn't playing Odyssey, he wanted to watch Odyssey. And then that came up eventually. Um, so I kind of knew what to expect, but uh, we're having fun with it. It's, it's interesting to play 
in a 3d space where it's kind of isometric almost yeah. in or over the top. And then sometimes it's kind of hard to gauge for my son, at least if he's going to fall off of a platform, especially if he's walking on a thin platform yeah. and then kind of goes diagonal off onto the side of it and falls off. So my wife had the same problem. She'd fall off the upper edge of things. Like she'd be, yep. she'd go too far and just like, well, I, I couldn't tell us at the end. I'm like, I couldn't either to be honest, but I didn't fall. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is it's, it's very, uh, you know, forgiving oh, to, yeah. to a certain degree, you know, it's not a big deal if he falls, uh, off or whatever, it just comes back in a little bubble <laughs> for some reason. He thought that I have to pop the bubble. He'd always be like, dad, get me, save me. Yeah, pop pop the bubble so I can keep playing. And I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure you can just pop it yourself whenever. So once he found that out, he would just pop like he would I would be in a um platforming section like the clouds or something like that where you gotta yeah. uh, jump from one thing to another. And then he'd pop himself open and fall to his death again. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you gotta wait until I'm on land. Um but he was still having fun with it and everything. We haven't gotten back to it much. Uh, recently uh, because he's all about Minecraft right now, but um, uh, it's pretty positive. You know, I, I liked it. It, I, it felt to me, it's interesting that you said that the older game was uh, slower because it felt to me like about on pace to yeah. everything else that I've played. So yeah. uh, I guess from that perspective, I thought everything was fine. Um, I played a little bit of Bowser's Fury. Obviously I played that by myself, uh, even though he could play, but he just wanted to watch me play um, uh, for that one. And I quite enjoyed this. It really feels like an extension of, I want to, I mean, it feels like you're playing Odyssey, but the way that the world yeah, mechanics is, is, yeah, the way that the world is put together, it, it doesn't feel as expansive as Mario Odyssey. It's It's much more obvious what you need to do. And it's more of a course as opposed to an open world where you're kind of wandering around trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, and I, I kind of like that for, uh, because sometimes you just want to have that straightforward answer. You don't have to go exploring all over the place. And so, you know, it, it branches off a couple of times, or at least I, I got through the first part in the first Bowser fight and um, it, it branched off a few times where you could go in a couple of different directions and then you come back and then do another. Uh, Cause what you're looking for are these little cat lighthouses that shine on the bell and the bell makes you big. So you can fight uh, Bowser or Godzilla Bowser as I, <laughs> as I like to think of him. Um, music is great too. When he gets angry, when Bowser shows up and gets angry, the music uh, gets all, metal like and and uh i appreciate that obviously so yeah uh everything seems pretty good you know it's kind of weird that they just added this into this release but i kind of am i'm kind of glad that they did i don't know how long bowser's fury is but um it's it's a very nice bonus a nice pack in it feels like a completely different game um and yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten too far into it, but it, it it seems like something that's worth playing. So I'm sure I'll go back and beat it eventually or, you know. So you're saying that this is an added value for something that's been re-released versus mm. Skyward Sword, which, you know, I mean. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, you know. 
can't yeah, make well, Link's can... legs move when he fights. He just kind of slides along the ground as he's swinging his sword. But, <laughs> you know, we get Bowser's Fury in Mario World, which is great. They could add Link's crossbow training onto it. I mean, why not? At least. Seriously. Like, why? Like at least. Why not? Right? I actually had fun with, with crossbow training. Because they know it will sell without doing that. But I feel like 3D World would have, too. Like, you're right, it's a yeah. great bonus that they threw in there. Like, I, I got no complaints. I guess I'm excited to play it, and hearing people talk about it gets me more excited. And, you know, now you kind of said it doesn't seem to be any tie other than, like, cats. <laughs> then it doesn't really have any other tie to the other it, game. So It seems like it ties in more with the Mario Sunshine than it does so, anything I mean, else. Yeah, so. Why not? Like, great bonus feature. Like, thanks for adding that in. But you're right, it's like Mario would sell, too, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I would say that Zelda is such a protected property that they probably only want like a, a full game out of it or nothing. But then I'm like, so is Mario. So That's, no, yeah. no excuse. Hashtag no excuse. Yeah, it's almost like like Bowser's Fury could have been a DLC that they sold separately. Like they they could have charged sixty dollars for 3D World, and people would have bought it. And this could have been a DLC for either like Mario Odyssey or this. Like I mean, like it could have just been. And they probably could have made more money off of it because Nintendo yeah. needs that money, really. Let's be honest. The real question is, when are we going to get Mario Galaxy 2? <laughs> How? Because that, I mean, people were upset about that. I guess maybe they made good by giving us uh, Bowser's Fury. I mean, yeah, I'm still waiting to see what they do with the 3D collection after March because I can't imagine they're just pulling it. It's like, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I heard the speculation is selling all the games separately. Separately. That's what I would think. I don't know, but who knows? I mean, it's Nintendo. They do wacky stuff. That's true. Still makes really... me wonder, I'm like, do I need to buy this? Like, Because I haven't bought it yet. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You don't want it to be vaporware and you can never get it. And... Right. But then, like, they didn't really do much to them either. So it's like, do I really want to play them again as is? It's just like the Skyward Sword thing. But you look at this, it's like you got three games. Yeah. Mario Galaxy came out on the Wii too. Just saying. As did Skyward Sword. And you're paying $60 for one game and you or you could pay $60 for three games. True. True. All good points. Just saying. Well, continuing on with the Nintendo theme here because apparently my video gaming has been brought to you by Nintendo. Me too. I, I didn't put Minecraft on here, but I also have been playing it uh, with my son. Um, so that's even more Nintendo because we're playing it on the Switch. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. You have to say it like that because every character in Breath of the Wild and uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, says Calamity. They... they, they <laughs> Stretch the word out to the point where it gives me like it makes me kind of cringe every time I hear it. And they all uh, some of the characters have uh, British accents. So they're like calamity cannon. And it's like, oh, kill me. I don't know why it bugs me, but it really does. Nobody can just say calamity like nobody just says it. It's one of those words where you hear it enough times and you're just like, oh, gosh. Tear my ears off. It's because we're horrible Americans and we talk so fast that people just don't. It's true. It's true. It was like when you think of like Harry Potter. We say Harry Potter. Like in the movies, it's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. (laughs) You're right. Like they can't just say Harry Potter. 
It's for dramatic effect. Harry Potter. Calamity Ganon. <laughs> See? Uh, but anyways, that aside, uh, I got this on a whim. Because I've already played the first, what was it, just Hyrule Warriors, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Um, I played that one, and I wasn't really feeling it, oh, to see, be like quite that. honest with you. I mean, it was fine. I just was kind of like, what's the point? You know, like, run around, destroy enemies, mm-hmm. do it all over again, whatever. Uh, so I think the difference here, because I'm enjoying this one, is the presentation. Um, there's quite a few uh, cutscenes and stuff. And every time you start a mission, I don't, I don't remember the first one being like that, but it could be. Uh, but there's quite a lot more story here. And uh, I really appreciate that because it made me realize that I actually do like the world of Breath of the Wild. I do like the sounds, like the, the way that the, the world sounds and the way that it feels is very particular and specific to Breath of the Wild. Like the noise that it makes when you press the pause or the menu button or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it makes that little chime. Like all of that kind of took me right back to when I first got the switch and played uh, breath of the wild. And I wasn't expecting anything like that, but hearing it, I'm just like, Oh yeah. I remember, you know, going out on that adventure. And while I was a little frustrated with not having any obvious story uh, in breath of the wild in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, it's kind of, sorry, Age of Calamity, they uh, kind of present you with the story, and it's it's sort of one of those alternate reality type deals, at least so far, and uh, I know what they're talking about because I've played Breath of the Wild, so it all kind of just comes together to kind of fill in the gaps that were, were left from Breath of the Wild. So, like, you get more of the... Um, whatever they're called, the guardian warriors or I can't. Okay. Champions. Champions. That's uh, just making things up now. Cause I can't remember. Uh, So yeah, like, I I don't know. It it kind of knowing that lore makes this more easily acceptable. And since I feel like there's more of a focus on narrative, it gives weight to the battles. Like, I don't just feel like I'm, driving a steamroller and just trying to get to the finish line. I feel like I'm actually fighting battles that through story for story reasons matter. And I think I need that hook for, for this type of game because I don't mind the gameplay. It's kind of nice, especially like my son was watching me play and he was all into it the first day. Uh, I I was like, all right, do you want to like switch to Minecraft or whatever? No, you can just keep playing this. Let's do another mission. And he was just like really into uh, he really liked the um, what's the the big rock guys that live on Death Mountain? The Gorons. Gorons. I always want to call them Gerudos, which is completely wrong. Nope, that's the other people. Uh, yes. So he really liked uh, Garuk. I think is his name, or Daruk, maybe. Daruk. I think Daruk. Daruk. Uh, he loved that guy. I don't know why, because he's big and boisterous and mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, but I like. I was worried because honestly, I didn't look too much into this game, but I was kind of worried when I found out that everybody uses the Sheikah slate powers, I guess is what they are uh, like the bomb and the magnesis and everything. Uh, But 
they each kind of use them slightly differently, which I appreciate because while they're the same power, the, the animations and stuff are different enough that it gives everyone a different enough feel. Um, for instance, Link will throw multiple bombs, whereas the Gerudo girl, woman, uh, princess will, I think she like makes one big bomb and kind of like kicks it or something like that, as opposed to multiple ones. So like little changes like that. And then obviously their fighting styles are, are different. Um, I feel like Link is pretty powerful, (laughs) but I have other, like the, uh, the Goron is is really awesome at chaining attacks and then he can blow up his magma that he, he lays on the ground from fighting basically. So you'll see all these stalactite type things on the ground and then you can just blow them up and they cause extra damage. And so like the combat feels really good. Um, which of course is awesome because as you're fighting these weaklings, they're just kind of, getting thrown up into yep. the air and you're juggling them for it's like these guys have been dead for 10 minutes but i'm just gonna keep juggling them for <laughs> keep pushing reasons the valley yeah. yep exactly so yeah i was very surprised to enjoy this game especially considering how i felt about the first one so now, did you buy this one or did you library it library baby okay, that's what i thought when you were like it was a random pickup and i was like did he buy this one without knowing much into it? Are you yeah. seeing any performance issues? Because that's what I was worried about. I know some people were saying it first. I don't know if they patched it or anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. uh, issues is... I wouldn't say issues because it really doesn't affect the gameplay. I would say more like expectations. Like, I expected it to... The um, the thing I noticed the most is the resolution really goes down, uh, especially when things get crazy or if there's a lot of environment to look at um or in the background so when things start getting kind of nuts it starts to get a bit blurry but uh you know it doesn't really matter because you're smashing buttons the whole time anyway so uh it's not exactly a beautiful game i think breath of the wild probably runs better and is better optimized but i wouldn't say it gets in the way of anything that i'm doing okay uh, and then lastly, I just want to mention Final Fantasy VIII because I'm playing it for uh, Flux to Plays on Flux to Posed. And so we're going back and playing uh, the uh, remastered version. I am playing on Game Pass on the Xbox. Now, which so, one is this one with the Gunblade? Yes. And okay. Squall. Squall, that's his name. Okay. The, I can remember. The not liked uh, Final Fantasy. Most people hate this one, or at I, least don't like it. I played this a little bit back on, I guess it would have been PS2. No, this was still PS1. This was still PS1, really? Yeah, uh, although you could probably, I, I don't know what the crossover would have been, but I think the potential is there that you could have played it on the PS2 after the fact that it had been released. Yeah, so this is, you're right, it's PS1, so I wonder how we played it. Cause I didn't have a PS one. I had a PS two, but I know I played this one at least a little bit. So I don't know. I didn't, I did not like it. I just remember it played very different. Like the overworld stuff was different than the other games I had experienced. Well, a lot of people don't like the magic system in this one, Yeah, yeah. which I kind of can see because you're only, you have to draw your magic from your enemies. You don't just have it for yeah. some reason that's kind of a weird thing to get used to um but yeah we're, we're playing it and i 
Uh, I have originally played it way back in the day when it first came out. I think I got to the end of disc one, basically. Uh, having played maybe two hours of it, I remember almost nothing <laughs> <laughs> about about it. So at least past the first 10 minutes. So this will be an adventure. And basically, we just want to see, you know, does that reputation hold true or did it just get overshadowed because of final fantasy seven being the one that was released before it and everybody loved that one. And so this one was different and, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to follow up something that does so well. So, you know, maybe, maybe looking back on it now, it wasn't as bad as everybody thought. So that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, And I will be playing that over the course of probably a, a f- year couple months yeah a year yes exactly i will play exactly 30 minutes of it and then we'll talk about that 30 minutes so there you go there's some video games some video games all right i will have there's another game i'm reviewing that I actually can't even remember dry drowning that's what it is i'll talk about that next Weird. week um after the review for that and i haven't even started <clears throat> And the embargo breaks uh, today, as you folks are listening, and I haven't started naughty, the game. So, naughty. Yeah, I'll get to it. It's a narrative game, so it shouldn't take too long um, to go through. But that's enough game talk for this week, folks. So it's time to uh, to crack open a cocoa coffee. Oh, nice. And check out the messages. Message for you, sir. So, the first one comes from Donnie. Uh, As you know, we said we weren't going to talk about the Nintendo Direct because everyone else did. Uh, But Mario Golf was announced. So, Donnie asked, with Mario Golf finally coming to the Switch, what's the next horizon for Mario and his pals in the sports world? What crazy Prime-approved sports could Mario rock next and how? And he Mm. then posted a gift for Dodgeball, which I thought was a fantastic choice, to be completely honest. Yeah, that is pretty good. I, I was bummed because I was like, oh, that's a good one. And it makes it, really is. it makes sense based on some of the games that have came that have come before. Oh, yeah. like uh, Strikers and Tennis. Just kind of combine that. And there you go. <laughs> and I mean, um, there's been dodgeball games, too. You had like Super Dodgeball and the SNES was a ton of fun. That's um, true. You could you could do that. And you imagine building up your squad, though, like having like Mario Luigi on a team, like you pick five mm-hmm. different characters, five V five V five, whatever you want to do. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. It would, it would, uh, have they done hockey? Cause so that I was, was like in the Mario sports mix, but it wasn't its own standalone game though. So, mm. uh, how about wrestling? <laughs> that that was my pick actually. Oh, nice. that's what I was going with was pro wrestling. Not, not like Olympic style wrestling. Yeah. Just Mario wrestling, I think would be absolutely ridiculous and fun. I'm oh, there we go. We have any well, and I think like the pageantry of wrestling mm-hmm. would fit really well with the Mario world. Um like imagine Wario coming out with like a Mexican wrestler mask on because you know he'd do that. <laughs> yes. Like that would be so great. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win. Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, or Bowser, you know, yeah. kind of similar, just really uh dark and fiery and angry um and of course now we have bowser's fury so he could be you know that could be an alternate costume or whatever Mm -hmm. dry dry bowser Mm -hmm. uh 
All sorts of things. Yeah, I, I like this. I like where we're going with this. Yeah, I think wrestling will be wrestling. Hundred percent will be my and, pick. Like, you're right. Just over the top moves. Like you get uh, like an ultimate move. It could be like their finisher. It could be over the top. You know, like oh, it'd be like Saturday Night Slam Masters. Yes, and, uh, Mario. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, like over the top. You know, you gotta. If you're gonna have a pile driver, why wouldn't you spin at least seven times before yes. you slam them into the mat? And you're on fire because it's Mario, so he's got like right. Exactly, because he's got a fire flower, and he's—I mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and isn't—I I feel like—isn't uh, wrestling pretty big in Japan now these days? Oh yeah, it's always been. They've always had a big wrestling. Okay. Um, you know, that's—I mean, since the '80s, that's been big. I remember watching like bootlegs uh, from Japan, seeing wrestlers like, yeah, they're—they're they're big into the acrobatics of most of it, like, ah, gotcha. like like a lot of like the lucha libre kind of stuff, but with you know Japanese wrestlers obviously and stuff like that. But yeah, it definitely is, um, or at least was. I mean, I'm not too much into the wrestling world anymore, but yeah, I think this would be a no-brainer. But all the all the Koopa kids could be in it. You got all the Mario cast, like all your normal people. It'd be Donkey Kong, like. Donkey Kong versus Bowser yeah, in a wrestling match. How great oh, would that be? Oh, who would win? Right. That's a good question. It'd be fantastic. Steel chairs? No, they probably would do that. <laughs> but, you know, everything else, like, you have the power-ups, like you said. It'd be it'd be great. It's, it's like you think if you mix kind of, like, almost Pokken with, like, uh, Smash Brothers and you kind of put it together in just this ridiculous old-school style wrestling game. I want it to be, like, the, the N64 games where it's just you grapple and then you push like down B and that doesn't move or up B does a different move. Like I want yeah. that style, very simplistic controls. And then just with ridiculous finishing moves when you get your, you know, your opponent on the ropes enough, then you could have all the different modes like Royal rumble or the characters just keep coming in and you got oh to throw them the ring to last yes. man standing. Like it'd be fantastic. Come on, Nintendo. That's what I want. I think we made it at the, at the very least, if not wrestling, then MMA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> groin punches. Yes. Just. Luigi kicks Mario and breaks his kneecap. Like his bone just hanging there. Luigi's just standing over like Princess Peach, pounding her into the mat oh. until she gives up. And he's just Ooh, crying. okay, maybe this won't work. He's crying the whole time as he's doing it. Just give up. Just give up. Tap out. No. Or, oh, gosh. Could you imagine Toad? No. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> I'll never give up. Poor Toad. Oh, poor Toad. Uh, or all the Toads. The Toadsworth, the old Toad in there too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wasn't isn't he the guy from the Mario Party games who does yeah. rules and stuff? Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Oh. Him and Toadette <laughs> beating all three. Of them. Oh, imagine what happens if you get a invincibility star. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> if you have can they allow the toads in it though because then would it be insensitive it's almost like having midget wrestling again oh yeah remember like wwf would always have one little person it yeah. was always a joke yes i know they had a horn swag at one point who was literally a <laughs> leprechaun <laughs> but at the same time isn't it freeing to be able to allow them to pursue their dreams i guess it depends on how you frame it if you bring in toad as a joke then it's probably not good. But if you make him a legitimate wrestler, give him real moves and stuff, I think it's okay. Now, do you have both genders allowed in the matches, or do you have separate, like a women's league and a men's league? These are questions that are beyond my pay grade. Because even if you look at, like, Toadette fighting, like, Daisy, is that fair? Because Daisy's got, like, five feet on Toadette. 
Uh, she could fight. Todek could fight the female Goomba from. <laughs> oh, okay. From uh, Odyssey. Probably even Wendy Koopa too, the Koopa Kid, the female one. Oh yeah, That'd probably be okay. So I think what we need are weight classes, not almost like boxing. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like in the video games, they usually have uh, somewhat of a weight class where you're yeah. like super heavy, heavyweight, yeah, middleweight. That type of thing. So I think that's what we're looking at. So what we need to know is everybody's uh, weight class. We'll get them all sorted out. And then it's let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. If you want to get crazy later on, you do DLC packs and introduce people from other franchises like David Mario Kart. Like all of a sudden Link was there and the villager from Animal (laughs) Crossing. You start putting them in the wrestling things too. I, I, I like that. I like that. But they still have to use some wrestling moves. They can't. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's still got to be. Yeah. No, no, no. But there you go, folks. That's, that's the best idea we've had right there in the game. I like We gave you everything. Now you just have to make it, Nintendo. It's true. Stop being lazy. God. Jeez. Uh, Josh asks a, a tough question. <laughs> as Lucas almost as a spit take. Um, he initially gave us a separate question, which we both kind of felt there was no even decent or even funny answers we Let, can provide on. Let's too. face it, he was horrible for asking it, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come on, Josh. We expect better. <laughs> I'm not sure this one's much better, but we're going to go. Um, so you gave us an alternate question, and this is marry, date, or hire a hitman for? <laughs> uh, the hitman. The, the hitman, yes. Uh, Kelly Ann Conway, Ann Coulter, and then Kevin's mom. Now, I don't know if he means actually my mom, or he means... Uh, Kevin McAllister's mother from Home Alone because that was posted afterwards too. So I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Um, do you have any any ideas, Lucas? I, this is another tough well, one, but I feel like it's a little less offensive the way he asked the question. It is, it is a nicer way of saying it. I, I'm for Kevin's mom. I'm going to go with uh, from the movie because. I I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about your mom. Yeah, I don't know your mom. I'm sure she's a very nice lady. Um. And it's funny that he didn't go with the actress. He went He went with actual in-character Kevin's mom. He didn't want to Google it. <laughs> or he did really mean my mother. I don't know. But Yes. These are all things we don't know. Let's see. Well, here's the thing. I don't know who – I didn't know who two of these people really were. Uh, <laughs> we only knew Kevin's mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I had heard of Ann Coulter, and uh, yes. I had been told that she was uh, kind of not – somebody who i'd get along with let's just say right uh so that said i guess i would probably uh, marry kevin's mom date uh kellyanne conway okay and hire a hitman for ann coulter because i feel like ann coulter is probably more in my age range, but she seems like somebody I probably can't have a conversation with. Cause I don't mind having a, a conversation with somebody who has opposite viewpoints as I do, but as long as you can do it without shutting the other person down and, and being like, no, you're wrong. This is this. And that's all like, let's just have a discourse. Let's just talk about it. And at the end of the day, if we sp- still both agree with what we agree with and, and don't come to a, to a conclusion, then we can just leave amiably. Okay. 
be like, whatever you, you like what you like, and I like what I like. That's fine. So how about you? So Kelly and Conway is actually younger than Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter what? was born in 1961. She's a vampire then. <laughs> yeah, she definitely does not look it. Yeah. So wow. She's 16. Kelly and Conway is only 54, but Kelly and Conway looks rougher. Much older. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I agree. Uh, Mary, Kevin McAllister's mother. I need to say it specifically so it's not my mom. <laughs> um, but I think I'm flipping it. Uh-oh. I, I think Flip I'm hiring a hitman for Kellyanne Conway, and I'm just going to date Ann Coulter. And okay. a couple of reasons here. Like I said, this is really – I think with these two, there was no good answers for us, but we're trying to stick to the rules of the game and not just say, I hired a hitman for both of them. Um, I look <laughs> at this way. Uh, Kellyanne Conway was the woman who was Trump's campaign manager. So I could say – if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have to have had Trump as a president. Mm. I mean, obviously, she's not the only reason, but she contributed towards that. Um, right. And I, I don't know. I just. I mean, I could be wrong. She might be just as bad to talk to as. I mean, you got to imagine if you're working to get that person nominated, you have to probably really would think have those same beliefs or yeah. similar beliefs like yeah there's to an extent you could say well i don't really agree with you but i'm, I'm here for this reason this is my job but eh, she was around from 2017 to 2020 that's you know she was there for the whole shebang which not a lot of trump's people were there for the whole thing when you think about that, how many people left how many people were fired she was there the whole time oof, oof. <laughs> so yeah yeah, maybe um, you're right. I think you're changing my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just me saying I don't know enough about either one of them. I'm looking at, you know, just kind of what they do. I agree Ann Coulter would be tough to deal with as well, too. But I'm looking her net worth is $8.5 million. And if I'm just going to date her, maybe I could be a sugar daddy. I Ooh. just I, I get some gifts out of it. I don't I don't know. Yeah, right. And you're right. You don't have to marry them. You're not long-term just dating. And I find that might be a little bit easier for me to deal with Ann Coulter over uh, Kelly and Conway. That's just my thoughts i don't know now i'm wondering what dark secrets kevin's mom is like i mean compared to those two ladies it's like whoa did she work i on mean the Trump she, she did leave her son twice that's true i mean and, once and she was kind of a, a a b at the beginning of home alone like not listening to kevin vanishing up to the to the attic with the cousin that wets the bed typical mom stuff i mean typical yeah i mean and stuff. kevin was being a, a, also a d at the beginning of that movie too so i mean it was just as bad but i guess you could say she's not a great parent but she'd probably be the least annoying i feel out of all three of the women here who we're talking about so is that uh Catherine o'hara is her name oh ah, okay yeah plus I mean, she's very funny on Shit's creek so yeah she is yes yeah, she is i just started that recently actually. Yeah, my wife watched the whole thing and i caught quite a few episodes towards the tail end of it and i found it funny Wow! Wow! So yeah, that's what the, we were there. What? 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 The conclusion is there's no good answers. <laughs> Not really. No. So thanks, Josh. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Making us read about people. Um, Nathan asked the last question very vaguely. In general, at your discretion of the question, how long is too long, Lucas? I already said eight inches. 
I thought it was if it was more than four hours, you should seek medical attention. Depends on if it was already okay. Never mind. There's no. <laughs> there's no way to answer on that. There's no right answer here. So let's. Um, let, I'm going to throw out some some examples. Okay. And I want I want to see what you say. Okay. So a television show. Ooh. Uh, longer than an hour or longer than what is it? Like 50 minutes, basically. Sure. Okay. Um, too long. That's not okay. even a TV show at that point. I, I mean, I guess episodic, I should say. So like, if you're watching, like, even if it's like a Netflix show, uh, you know, oh, sometimes right, they'll go right, like right. a mini series. How long is too long? I, I guess you're right. Cause TV shows are really only half hour hours. You never see a two hour TV show unless yeah. it's like a series finale. Um, so a movie then. Ooh. Um, Honestly, you're really pushing your luck if it goes past two hours with me. Um, there are exceptions, obviously, but I feel like you've got to earn. Sometimes I feel like you've got to earn past 90 minutes, depending yes. on what the genre is. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I would say two hours is kind of like, and it seems like most of the time, a lot of movies end up at two hours or close. Especially close to now. That. Yeah. But I agree. There's a lot that you like. If this is over 90 minutes, this better get my attention. Like, yeah, this better get going right from the beginning. Um, what was it? The Irishman? Is that the yeah. one that was on Netflix? That was three hours. That one wasn't a problem for me. Uh, I did watch it. See, a lot of times these days, I end up watching movies in more than one sitting. So it's the length. Bad. Yeah, yeah, the length. It doesn't really bother me that much. Um, but yeah, two hours. Oof. Okay. And then lastly. A sit-down dinner. Oh, uh, <laughs> depends on am I with Ann Coulter or? Uh, <laughs> um, oh boy, I don't. Uh, boy. Well, I mean, the food better get there fast, right? You never. Isn't always a bummer when you order food and it takes like forty-five minutes, and you're just like, "What is going on?" I would say I like to be sat down, start the timer. Probably 40 minutes, okay. honestly. Uh, I'm not even a fast eater, but 40, 45 minutes is kind of like, we're done here. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about the same thing. Sometimes I'll, I'll stretch it maximum before I start feeling like this is weird to an hour. And that's if I'm with other people. So like if it's just me and my family, you're right, that 40, 45 minute window, like that that makes sense. But if I go yeah. out with somebody else, like my in-laws uh, or my sister-in-law and her, her husband, stuff like that, like those I can stretch for an hour because you might talk after you're done eating a little bit. Yeah. Um, something yeah. like that. But even then, like much more than an hour, it's like, get me out of here. I'm not the type of person to sit and have a drink or something after yeah, I no. eat. No. Like, eat, done, go. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. See, we agree on so many what, levels, Lucas. What about a video game? Ooh. So that's tough. It depends on the, the type of video game. Okay. Um, if you're not doing the open world thing, like not doing the giant sprawling Elder Scrolls, Assassin's right. Creed kind of thing, I would say around 15 hours. Okay. If you're doing like a narrative driven game, now obviously a lot of them are shorter than that. I just think it can't be longer than 15 with a good story like you're gonna start losing people i think at that point yeah um and i mean the the open world ones it's they, honestly they could just be as long as as you want it to be like because you don't have to do all the side quests i think if you do the mainline story i think could be like 30 40 hours but 
everything else can take as as long as you want if you really you know get that wrapped up in the game like that doesn't really matter as much like because i've spent hundreds of hours between the different fallout games um so i would never say that you know spending 100 hours in a game is ridiculous it just kind of depends on what you're looking at but the story the main narrative i feel can't be that long it has to be shorter than that for sure yeah i would i would say for me i'd stretch it to 20 for Mm -hmm. the narrative but yeah that's like even then that's pushing it sadly these days but like you say I mean, some of these games you can literally just play forever, so yeah. time has no meaning in video games. Just like it doesn't in our world anymore. We don't know what day of the week it is anymore. That's true. It's terrible. Who has time? Time? Who has time? Everybody does, because we don't know what it is anymore. That's true. Uh, but anyway, thank you, folks, for the questions. You can send them in every week, as always. We will ask you in that Discord, or you can feel free to uh, slide in my DMs or hit me up on Twitter, at PSVG Kevin, and we will address them Hopefully you won't give us many like Josh's this week. That was not fun. <laughs> we love you, Josh, but seriously. Stop making a squirm. It's true. Uh, but it's been another week, ladies and gentlemen, so it's time for us to quickly hit up the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> Lucas, sir, you go first. What you got? I have the floor, you say. You do, sir. Um, Just don't let the bodies hit it. Oh, we we already did that one. We need a different. Yeah, I I believe so. I think we need a new song about floors. Hmm. Well, why do you think of that? Uh, Let me ask you a question. Have you heard of a game called Valheim? I I have only because it's recently been in getting some attention i don't know it's much about it to be honest because valheim makes me think vikings are off the bat and i'm just kind of done with vikings you're like yes you're, i'm over viking <laughs> yes uh i mean they even had to make the game start with the letter v so um, come on uh so i'm in the same boat never heard of it and then all of a sudden i keep getting these news articles on my phone about this valheim game and i'm like what is the deal with this and apparently it is now only second in uh, peak players to CSGO, one of oh Steam's God. Like, most amazing performers for that. Uh, yeah, so this is a survival game, much like, I mean, any other survival game that you can think of, really, uh, where you can build. I know it has an extensive uh, construction element where you can build a house that type of thing. Uh, obviously you do some resource gathering and that type of thing, but uh, Valheim has cracked some truly remarkable figures in what might be the most meteoric rise to popularity in the recent game in recent gaming history, selling more than 3 million copies in less than three weeks. I think this is probably the whole word of mouth type deal. Uh, maybe some streamer. Uh, coverage as well some influencers if you will with a peak of more than half a million players online concurrently on sunday february 21st which is today right yeah yeah as of this recording uh valheim has stepped past dota 2 to become the second most played game on steam its peak of 502,000 players isn't more than dota's peak today but it does still place it behind Titan of gaming Counter-Strike global offensive, um, which all, which has twice as many players basically. Uh, so that th- there's a lot of ground there, but still everything past or below CS go is 
you know, at that half a million player point or below. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so this is made by Iron Gate AB, which is five people. That's crazy. They said we have a we had a feeling it would sell pretty well, at least to sustain us. But it being a million seller and now two million sellers, something we can never have guessed. Um, yeah, like it's so crazy to see some of these. And I think that's kind of the beauty of PC gaming and Steam is like you can have these weird like independently produced games that release on Steam and all of a sudden just like they're the next big thing. Uh, and I think that's cool, especially for survival, because let's face it, like personally me, uh, I like the idea of survival, but I often hate the execution. Like a lot of the time it's just, here's three or four meters now, you know, manage them. Um, but it sounds like this one allows you to be pretty creative and. And uh, clearly, they're doing something right. Uh, they gotta be. It says here that the developers have spoken in interviews on how Zelda and Skyrim were bigger influences on Valheim than other survival games. Wow! So wow. it must have a different feel as far as it is and it's player versus enemy. So it's not as much uh, a worry about other players coming along and killing you too. Yeah, which I'm sure true. helps that a little bit um, as well. Because I know a lot of people get concerned about things like that, especially in this world of online gaming where cheaters run kind of rampant in a lot of games yeah you look at something like rust and that's really all people do is just murder each other (laughs) exactly um Um, crazy yeah talk about something just coming out of nowhere and especially being another viking game like you said Hmm. it's Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Might have to play it if it goes on sale. I know, I mean, right? I'm looking, like, now? I'm like, now I'm looking like, hmm, maybe I should play this. <laughs> I'm hmm. sorry. Another game. Yeah, right? That we don't play. Yeah. As it is. Um, so speaking of Steam, Lucas, Apple has subpoenaed Steam for info. It says will help with its ongoing legal battle with Epic Games. That's right. Fortnite is not done with Apple yet. It still continues, but Apple has subpoenaed Epic Games competitor Steam in a bid to gather information that it says will help with its ongoing legal battle with Epic Games. The subpoena, which was disclosed via a joint discovery letter that detailed Valve's pushback at the demand, was made on the grounds that Steam is a direct competitor to Epic Games Store. However, okay. despite Epic's insistence that the request does not raise the risk of any competitive harm, Valve says it has already produced documents regarding its revenue share, competition with Epic, Steam distribution contracts, and other documents, which it didn't believe it was necessary to disclose six years' worth of PC game and item sales for hundreds of third-party video games, then produce a massive amount of confidential information about these games and Valve's revenue, which I think is, is a very uh, solid point. Because even if you're trying to make that comparison to what Steam makes versus Epic, which number one, they don't, neither person talks about that out in the open anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how much they're making off of these things, but Valve has been around for a hell of a lot longer uh, than Epic Games there. So to go for six years worth of material, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. How you draw that comparison and, and what difference it would make, you know, overall. Yeah. I mean, the Epic game store has not been around that long. And when you look at steam's, you know, runway here, I don't know what are they? So what are they trying to come? What, what use does Apple have of this? Are they trying to say, well, if this is how much steam makes, then I I think, but I don't understand how, 
because Steam doesn't sell on Apple. Like, I mean, like Steam isn't making money off Apple things or having to pay Apple shares or anything either. Right. Whereas Epic does because of the Fortnite store. Like, that's the whole argument here is that Apple shouldn't be earning as much as they do off of yeah. Epic Games' stuff. 40 cents per transaction. Right, right. So I'm not sure what they're trying to get here, to be completely honest. Um, unless they're just trying to say how much money is left on the table, potentially, for Apple. But Apple isn't a direct competitor with Steam either, and I'm sure Steam would be having the same conversation if they were trying to take, you know, 33% of the profits of their, you know, sales mm-hmm. through that there. But I don't know. But consequently, Apple and Valve have reportedly met and conferred telephonically and exchanged correspondence in a good faith effort to resolve outstanding disputes. The parties have been unable to reach well, an agreement. Maybe maybe you just said this. Um, sorry, this is all very complex yeah. for me. Uh, yeah. So maybe Steam and Apple are looking at it like, well, Steam sort of does what Apple does. So maybe if we look at this as in... If Steam oh. was Apple, how was their policy any different than what we're doing? I like, mean, yes, but can you buy Fortnite isn't on Steam Store though? No, but I'm I'm wondering if they're saying like here's a precedent. So that's, what we're doing yeah. isn't that bad. I guess that's valid, but I, I would say you should push the argument more towards Google versus Steam. But you're right. Yeah. Because I like you buy the game through Steam, but if the game has microtransactions, is Steam getting money off that though or not? I I don't. I mean, maybe they do. I didn't think that they would. They get money from the game. Uh, they they take the most out of anybody uh, when they sell. Just the game, like, though. Yeah, I don't know about the microtransactions, mm. but I would assume maybe a di- maybe they have a different amount. Yeah. Because otherwise, like if you're selling a DLC for like five dollars, then I would hope they're not taking forty percent of that or whatever. Right, right. Why would you do DLC at that point? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure, but you're right. That that may be the reason. But either way, um, since the parties can't come to an agreement with how much Valve wants to disclose, uh, it's now up to the court to decide and how much information of Valve should be compelled to share. Which I also think is oh. kind of crazy because now the courts are going to tell Valve they have to cooperate. Maybe they may say they don't have to at all. Yeah. But this is weird that now the court needs to get involved and make demands as to whether or not Valve needs to cooperate, which I think is kind of weird because, like you're right, even if you're making that comparison, I wouldn't feel they'd be obligated to have to share that information. Right. Valve's just sitting here like, we didn't do anything. Why are you bringing us into this? Because mm-hmm. even if Valve has nothing to hide, which I don't think that they do. This is going to cost them money to produce these documents, have their lawyers deal with things like and they got nothing to to gain from this at all. Like, I mean, like, if anything, this may only hurt them if Epic, you know, beats Apple up a little bit. And that's the reason, like you said, if the if the they're drawing the, you know, correlation that Steam is just like Apple store, let's say Epic beats Apple. Now Valve has a direct comparison that could actually hurt them. Yeah. And I mean, it could go the reverse way and they could be like, yeah, this is you guys are just fleecing these developers if epic games can do it and thrive then why can't you guys so it could have the opposite effect too yep so crazy but it continues to evolve the epic versus apple free Fortnite. what a slog Mm -hmm. and the court dates for this will actually be in may uh for the epic versus apple case to actually hit the court so i'm sure we'll be talking more about this as that goes on 
I can't wait for the Netflix produced uh, mm-hmm. series. Maybe that'll explain it so I can understand what is going on. <laughs> like tons I get, of nudity. Plenty of nudity, I'm sure. Oh, yes. All those lawyers getting, you know, laid outside of the courtroom. Because <laughs> they got to have the drama. The judges wearing anything under those robes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. And Here that comes the I'm judge. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, boy. Ah, Please boy. rise. <laughs> Court is now in session. I don't know about anybody else. (laughs) All right, save us, Lucas. What else you got? (laughs) Uh, Game developer, game genius, as far as some people are concerned, Hideo Kojima. uh, Did you know he has a book? I never heard of him. Oh, really? (laughs) I I think he made. I think he made Mario. Oh, okay. That guy. All right. So yeah, yeah. He's Uh, yeah. The the guy who made Mario (laughs) wrote a book. In Japanese, obviously, because he wouldn't just be a Japanese man who writes an English yeah. book. That's a problem for us because, as English speakers and readers, uh, mo- I mean, I mean, I can't read any other languages. I can barely. Not a read fan English. of reading that stuff backwards. It's weird. Yeah, or up and down. That's mm-hmm. a problem. They can. I mean, we we figured it out. I don't know why anybody else. Right. <laughs> just do it normal, guys. I mean, I'm sure a war was fought over how you read a book. Um, <laughs> We fight wars over everything. Uh, so Hideo Kojima, maker of Mario, has come out with a book. I think it was last year, maybe. Uh, and the good news is for people who are interested in reading this book, because I thought about it. And while I'm not really like a super fan of Hideo Kojima, I would be interested in seeing what his process is. Uh, mostly because I know from reading other articles, he wanted to do movies like that's how everything started for him and so i'd be interested to read about his experiences in making video games and why he didn't go into movies and everything but uh again this was only written in japanese and so now uh viz media has picked up the publishing rights to translate it into english later this year uh the title will be changed however in japanese it's the gifted gene and my lovable memes and it will be renamed in english to the creative gene so close enough i i think anyway um and it's scheduled to release in the fall uh so here is a Here's the book synopsis, the official book synopsis. Ever since he was a child, Metal Gear no, 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 Solid. Hold on, hold on, time out, stop. You got to do it in like the movie announcer voice. Oh, oh. <clears throat> well, do you have five minutes? <laughs> in a world. As we have discovered, you have to say everything slowly or else uh, it won't be <laughs> dramatic. Ever since he was a child, Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding creator Hideo Kojima was a verote voracious consumer of movies there's a word you don't see every day music and books they ignited his passion for stories and storytelling and the results can be seen in his groundbreaking iconic video games now the head of independent studio kojima productions kojima's enthusiasm for entertainment media has never waned (laughs) weird place to pause (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just put a comma in there for no reason. 
<laughs> my brain made a comma. Uh, this collection of essays explores some of the inspirations behind one of the titans of video game industry and offers an exclusive insight into one of the brightest minds in pop culture. <clears throat> it's like I wanted my voice to go deeper and deeper, but it's like your voice doesn't go very deep. <laughs> I feel like I'm 12 year old, 12 years old trying to be cool. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> Good <you> cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this sounds cool. Uh, I'm 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 interested in reading this. I think I'm a little not concerned, but I'm a little paused about it being a collection of essays versus like yeah, just his story and what drives him. Like I I think I feel like that would be more interesting to me. But even if you're not into his games, there's no doubt that this dude is like super creative. Uh, you know, he builds these worlds. Like every game he's been like involved with, he's really just done that like that's this is my thing i've created this thing this is my world my characters yeah um and i think he was one of the first like cinematic yeah minds where they're thinking like let's make this seem like you're playing a movie and really like brought up everybody else's expectations yeah i mean i don't think you get games like uncharted and last of us if kojima didn't start it when he was doing his games like that kind of is what i think moved that needle so Mm -hmm. i'm really interested to see what he says in this um, so I'll probably I'll probably pick this up. I think I will too, or at least get it from the library. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna pay money for it. Let's not, let's not get crazy. Yeah. I mean, they have free books. Why would I buy a book? Right, uh, Tom Servo. Can you get us the audiobook actually version of? We'll just just correct that. He's like, yeah, in Japanese. Yeah. Um, other side note: this was announced at the same time as news of an Animal Crossing manga. Oh yeah, as well, I think he so. made he made Animal Crossing too. So oh. Then that that's, makes sense. That's the the crossover there. That makes sense. That that manga is how, coming September fourteenth, folks. How do you make a manga manga out of I, Animal no. Crossing? Like, is it just gonna be a comic of people growing fruit trees and chopping trees down? Well, so so apparently it's it's been out in Japan already. Um, this manga is not new for fans in Japan. The first of two series launched back in February of last year as part of a magazine. So it must have been um, like a comic strip, and they're kind of just uh, putting them all collect- together, I'm guessing. But it's, yeah. Previous manga adaptations for the earlier games were also available in the from both Wild World and New Leaf. So they've done what? it for two other games. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's a, there's a whole backstory here. There's a whole lore building. Maybe it's like Garfield and it's like just follows Tom Nook and his love for Lazaro. I hate Mondays. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's working at the town hall. Mondays, am I right, Isabel? Jeez. Yeah. I want to know what the Mabel sisters have been up to. How's that clothing store going? You got to imagine it's like Project Runway in reality there. They're just like fighting each other all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Designing clothes, getting mad at each other, mm-hmm. talking crap behind their backs. Speaking of getting mad at each other and talking crap behind people's back, how about that uh, J.K. Rowling? Yeah, she's uh, no longer a literature darling anymore, huh? Yeah, which which sucks because I really like Harry Potter. Uh, but uh, the the drama doesn't stop there, folks. You remember Hogwarts Legacy uh, got a lot of heat um, during its last like trailer that came out a little while ago. They had to remind people that J.K. Rowling has nothing to do with this game. Like we just yeah. licensed the property, guys. It's cool to like this game. She's not involved. Um, and you know, some people said, "Okay, I'm back on board. I'll play the game." And some people stuck to their guns, like, "Nope, I want nothing to do with Harry Potter. Anything." 
Um, but the drama doesn't stop there because lead designer used to run an anti-social justice YouTube channel. Oh, that's right. Ah. Troy, Troy Levitt is a lead designer at Warner Brothers development studio Avalanche Software, who's currently working on the already controversial Harry Potter game Hogwarts Legacy. He also ran a reactionary YouTube channel focused on attacking feminism and social justice for over wow. a year. Wow. Yeah, some Good of the video titles. Thank you for allowing that. Right? Some of the video titles. Uh, the Injustice of Social Justice. In Praise mm. of Cultural Appropriation. Are thought crimes becoming real? (laughs) (laughs) These kind of sound like they are just like made up by a computer. Yeah. Amongst his other videos are lengthy defenses of both John Lasseter, who was the Pixar co-founder who left his position in 2017 due to allegations of sexual misconduct. And Nolan Bushnell, who's the Atari co-founder, who has been found to have fostered a toxic work environment for women in the past. So he even he even expressed support for Gamergate, which put down uh, harassment against women and other minorities in the gaming industry. Literally Um, took the wrong turn every single time. I mean, yeah. So it's weird. So he he did come out and say he he has not responded to any of the media uh, to come out of this since uh, Friday. uh, When, you know, um, since we were recording this, it was last Friday. This kind of broke um, due to uh, did you know gaming? Ironically enough, uh, mm. broke the story here. Uh, Warner Brothers Studios knew about this YouTube channel. Um, so first off, let's let's say he has not done anything with this YouTube channel since May 2018. So I don't want to say like he's he's doing this now. Uh, I don't want to say, oh, his opinions have changed. Um, the YouTube channel is still up there, so it's not like it's gone either. So it doesn't seem like he regrets anything he did. However, when he was hired by Warner Brothers Studios, he disclosed this channel. Okay. Um, so he said his exact quote was, uh, some of you have expressed that due to my commentary on some game industry controversies and my sympathies for Gamergate movement, that I might have a difficult time should I ever want to return to professional game development. I'm happy to say that even though I disclosed my YouTube channel to WB Games, it didn't appear to be an issue for them. Not that they endorse anything I've said, of course, but at least they seem to be more concerned with making good games than with pushing some kind of social justice agenda. So there is hope. Um, Warner Brothers declined to comment when contacted by Kotaku for a statement on this and his involvement with Hogwarts Legacy. So obviously one person does not make a game. I, I want to point that out right. as well. Um, but this seems like a bad choice for a game that was already kind of getting attention because of very outspoken outspoken people uh, being tied to that franchise who, uh, much like you said with this young man, uh, often picks the wrong sides of arguments. Um, but yeah, so that's out there. Um, kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, obviously nothing that he believes is in this game, right? Nothing. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, is, it wouldn't even be in there. Like, right. Yeah. And like you said, not one person doesn't make a game. Uh, really what it comes down to, I think is Warner brothers reaction to, to this. And it's, it's tough because, and I don't, I don't want to get into this too much, but I do think that, you know, free speech is free speech. You, you are allowed to say and think whatever you like. And I mean, do you need to have a YouTube channel about it? I don't think so. You know, go on Twitter, whatever. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not Warner Brothers job to 
to police the people who work for them. He's allowed to do this. He's not breaking any laws or also not making many friends, I imagine. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like you say, it, it just it looks bad. And I think that's probably what Warner Brothers is going to look at and go, all right, what do we do? <laughs> because like you said, it's not a good look for this this game, which already is having its own problems. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation because, you know, you, you, you want to hope that everybody, everybody just wants to love one another and not, you know, spout hateful bigotry and, (laughs) and, and that type of thing. Uh, but that's not how the world works. Unfortunately, does that mean we just not let any of them be creative people? That that's kind of where I was going with the two and much like you, I don't want to get too deep into this because we're not really known for being super deep let's be honest um but you're right it's like where do you draw the line like obviously i don't support anything he said but right i don't work in in, in an entertainment industry but you know i work for a bank um you know in a corporate office if my company decided didn't believe in things that republicans believe in is it wrong for a republican person to work in that office like you know i mean like i don't I can work with people that might have been like a Trump supporter or a conservative Republican. Like that may not affect their job at all. Like if they're just doing their job, you don't talk politics. I don't know the political standpoint of 90% of the people I work with. Like, let's be honest. I don't. Um, And like you said, putting out a YouTube channel is a good way for me to find out if I didn't know. But you know, (laughs) that's kind of the line where it's like, if they don't bring it up, would you even know? So because this person did something when he didn't even work in the gaming industry, that's a little tough. You know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of hard. It's like, how far do you hold, not hold people accountable? Cause let's be honest, like whatever he said, maybe complete BS, but he didn't do anything to anybody that we know of. Like it right. wasn't, act, you know, he wasn't in a position to do any of this stuff. He didn't, you know, he didn't sexually assault somebody or something. Exactly. At least it's not out there if he did, you know, like, so that, right. that's a big difference from from doing you know saying something and then actually being participating or supporting it i guess um i I mean i don't know but yeah it's a weird thing but you wonder how warner Bros. is going to react to it um because like i said this game already has a shadow cast over which which really sucks because i really want to enjoy this game and like i don't want to see the bad press. i've actually rather see more good press about this game and like what it is what it looks like let me see some more trailers it seems like every story about this game is just this negative stuff with jk rowling or now with levitt tied to it it looks like that's going to be the story over the actual game yeah i think they need to get that pr machine going and and uh yeah i i think probably the best thing to do maybe would be to move him to something else yeah uh, you know, that's probably not what most people want, but at least it gets them away from this <laughs> game, which already, like you said, has a shadow over it. Um, yeah, you're going to have to really separate yourself from these things. And I think they're already trying to do that. So hopefully they do because yeah, it would be a real bummer for something that really has nothing to do with either of these two people. It's out of their hands. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, previously it doesn't too, get released. He... Right. I mean, this game's been long in the works for a while, too. Like, I remember this was first, like, leaked super, you know, well before this trailer actually came out, like, years before this yeah. trailer came out. Um, but, yeah, like, before that, he had worked on Disney Infinity. He had done stuff as lead designer there, too. So, it's like, he's he's been tied to a lot of things. You know, he started as a consultant in Twisted Metal 2 for crying out loud. So, he's been around for a while. Ugh, now I can't like Twisted Metal 2. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tainted forever. 
tainted love. Um, but yes, it's just, it is what it is. It sucks, but it's like, man, it, we talk about things that you can and can't talk about nowadays or discuss nowadays. It's like even simple things are like, man, I just want to boot up a game and play and have fun. Like, yeah, I don't want to think about have, the political ramifications. Yes, of I don't, playing. I don't care who made it. I don't care what they think about. Like, I just want to play a great game. Like, and is that the wrong view? I mean, some people might say it is, but honestly, I don't, I don't the care. day to the day to day is, is that, you know, we have more to worry about than, what those political ramifications are now if if it like that game where you were hatred was it where you just kill people indiscriminately that's one thing but uh these major releases yeah it's just i mean a, a a company should not really hold any ideal at all right they should just be a company that releases yeah. things yeah. i shouldn't have to worry about whether or not i'm endorsing uh you know bigotry or or misogyny mm-hmm. when i play a game from a company but unfortunately that's kind of where we're at now so yeah. and it's crazy because like you, you i was thinking too it's like you, you look at many industries they are kind of able to separate that with the exception of kind of like movies but it's because a lot of like directors or producers they have their own studio so they can they're putting out their own voice, right? It's the With, creative arts that yes. have a problem, right? So, but it's like stuff like this where you're like, "Oh, I made the Harry Potter game." Well, your political views don't matter because you're not in- injecting that into a Harry Potter game or a Star Wars right. game, or you know, like, right. that doesn't come up. You know, I don't, I don't know the political views of the person who pressed the ice cream sandwich into being, and then I open it, and then suddenly I, I hate everyone. I know yep. that's not what happens, but I promise you there will be this, female wizards in Hogwarts, guys. There's nothing to worry about. He will not. He did not put down the feminist agenda that much that they're not allowed to attend Hogwarts. That's true. Uh, yes. There's a lot of people there probably saying, uh, we're just going to make it like a regular game where everybody's free to pick whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm the lead designer here. What, Guys, guys, just listen. Listen. What if we made Hermione a dude? Just saying. <laughs> they do that for for men's roles all the time. They yeah. make them into women. Yeah. Why can't we do the other way around? Get some Gosh. male perspective in this world. <laughs> all right. We need to stop before we get into trouble. Yeah, yeah. We're, gonna get trouble. <laughs> we're, we're getting tired. We may say something we actually don't mean to or regret in the long run. So That's true. I probably already have. That's I, We might have. We really probably shouldn't have even brought this article up. Let's be honest. Was, <laughs> sorry. Again, please started- remember. It's Josh's fault. Please remember it's Josh's <laughs> fault. You can send your hate mail to uh, boardwithvideogames at gmail.com. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, Lucas, let's wrap this thing up. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you can find me, folks, at uh, PSVG Kevin on all the social platforms, all of the gaming platforms, everything if you want to connect with me. Uh, please check out the website psvg.blog to find links to all the great stuff we do, including the Discord where you can come have some chuckles with us. Uh, all the other shows, obviously, that come out on the network, we encourage you to listen to all of us, not just our show. Listen to everybody. Give it a shot. You might like more than just us, if you even like us. I don't know. Um, you can uh, check out the Patreon there if you want to support us there, of course. And, Lucas, where can people find you? Uh, I do another show called Flexpose, uh, flexpose.com. You can go check that out. It's a, it's a bit of a chuckle as well. We have fun. We talk about all sorts of things, not necessarily gaming. Uh, and then I'm pretty much heavy metal underscore riff, or maybe not even underscore, maybe just all one word. You don't know. Everywhere, all about the place. Uh, Discord, Twitter, uh, Instagram, 
OnlyFans? What? Um, that's it. That's it. I mean, at me. Say something. Talk about your day. I'm here for you. I'll listen. When the other ones won't, I will. You can tell me what's wrong. How you feel about that Diablo 2 uh, remaster? Remake? Reboot? I, from what I heard, Resur- none, of the, none of the above. It's the same exact game, isn't it, from what I heard? No, it's a resurrection, man. They remade all of the game. I was reading an article. They remade all the game assets. Really? I read an article that said it's exactly the same. Oh, no, it's exactly the same oh, okay. from a gameplay perspective, but oh. it looks better. And that's why it's okay. Okay. 4K Is that $60? 60. Is that going to be $60? Sir? Uh, yes, but they're adding uh, <laughs> a secondary Diablo's game. Fury. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you play as Hideo Kojima and <laughs> creator of Mario. You have to take a baby up a mountain or whatever. <laughs> Isn't that what Death Stranding is about? Yes. That's that's the entire game. But everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, telling a friend, hopefully. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop wearing spandex with Mario. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.